Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Now, I know you've all had a blessful day, a blessed, blessed day. You woke up this morning, you ran around and ran your errands, you took care of your business, you handled what you had to handle. Yes, it may have been tedious. Yes, it may have been long. Yes, it may have been a journey. Some that might even think that they didn't feel they had to take today, but yet, the Lord bless you to see another day, another day that wasn't promised, another day that wasn't a guarantee, but he let you live. He let you yet live. So if anything but God let you wake up this morning, he let you go through all evening long. He even blessed you to make it to the dark time, the night time. The sun is going down, but yet he still graced you along the way. You weren't pulled over by police officers. You weren't shot. You weren't stabbed. You weren't murdered. You weren't killed. If anything, I'm just saying anything. If anything, thank the Lord for letting you see another day. Let him be exalted for the fact that he remembered you enough to call you by name, to wake you up this morning, to put air back through your lungs, to let you breathe in and out. You know that whole exhale thing. He blessed you to do that. He blessed you to eat your food. He blessed you to drink your cho uh, your coffee. He even blessed you to get on and off the roadways. He even gave you the right mind. The mind to say, you know what? I ain't doing road wage. Nope, I'm not doing road wage. So, keeping you from road rage. Especially in Phoenix, Arizona, although right now it's getting kind of brisk. But I hope you all understand that right now, even with COVID, COVID disease, please take acknowledgement and praise the Lord the fact that you didn't contract COVID disease. Praise the Lord that you weren't the one that was hospitalized. Thank the Lord that it wasn't you that was buried because they didn't have enough room to put you anywhere but on a gurney and put you on the other side of the hospital. I even saw news reports. Thank you, Lord. It could have been a totally different way, a whole nother way. But he saw fit for you to live, for you to breathe, for you to inhale, for you to exhale. Yes, granted, you may have lost loved ones. You may even have lost friends. But you didn't pass away. You didn't die. Your children didn't pass away. Your children didn't die. So please, please acknowledge the fact that he saw enough for you. He loved you enough to say another day, another night, another time, another try, another get up and go. And Lord, I thank you yet again for honoring and allowing me to have this podcast and the viewers to hear it, the listeners to hear it, Father God, I hope that this prayer reaches them and acknowledges them and allows them to say, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be exalted in your name, to be seen and pleasing in your sight? In your name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm your devoted servant and humbled to call you my Lord. Amen. All right.
So, with that, um, let's get into this segment right here. First things first. It's Friday. TGI Friday. Um, you can't help but be excited about that. Now, what I do know for a fact is Netflix has a limited series that is coming out. Oh, my God. And you won't believe who this badass is that's going to be in this miniseries. None other than Wesley Snipes. Let me go ahead and hear it. Let me go ahead and hear it. Let me go ahead and hear it. Whoop. Exactly. I was totally sideways when I, the first time I got that email saying that this is a miniseries. Well, actually, limited series that is going to be on Netflix showing off Wesley Snipes and Kevin Hart, believe it or not, I thought it was a prank. I thought it was a joke. I was like, this this ain't going to happen. Ain't no way this is going to happen. Turns out it's legit. Even Wesley Snipes hit social media to say that it's a blessing to be alongside Kevin Hart to work on this limited series. So I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what conversation had to happen. I don't know what kind of meeting had to take place. But... Uh, I know I am going to be locked in dead set to watch it. I know that much. But it's not the only thing that I'm going to be watching when it comes to television or Netflix or really anything. Even Amazon has series that are really amazing right now. Even Apple has series right now that are really intoxicating right now. First things first, though, I have to get to the TV because all rise. That is such my ish. That is such my ish. From the judge to the attorneys to the lawyers, period. Um, I am so zoned in. I can't help it. Even when they had to take a break for a while, because with COVID, they had to do everything they could to make sure that the staff was protected, to make sure the st- uh, the uh, the set was clean, to make sure that everything was... Um, pretty much up to code by the CDC. And I have to admit, though, because now they have these these shields that are going up around the studio. They have all of these shields on the set. They have all these precautions that they have to take now that weren't being looked at before. Of course, because COVID, you know what, let me tell you something about this COVID. COVID was actually mentioned back in the 90s. If you watch the original Law and Orders, um, it was during um, an episode when Detective Blue was letting them know she was addressing the team. Well, her detectives, she was addressing them saying that she said, no, this this is that, that's that COVID. She's a, they're affected by COVID? So it's like COVID has been around since the 90s. The 90s. The 90s, maybe even possibly early millennium. I'm, so if all of this had been, if it was, okay, if it was current enough to be televised or spoken of in a TV series decades ago, how come we're so far behind? How come we're so far behind? Now, don't get me wrong. When, um... When Ebola came this side, we didn't have as many catastrophes as we're having now with COVID. With Ebola, we had we lost one life during Ebola. One life based 
upon thorough research, thorough um, testing, thorough um, insight, thorough knowledge, um, but pretty much the fact that it was fast-paced and it was attacked on on time. It was attacked right on board the minute the news came that this disease was hitting this way. We were set up for protection. We were set up by our health, um, our health attendants, our health supporters, our health administrators. We had it. Oh my God, Obama, you have done so much for us. And then, of course, you reignited the CDC. You appointed new doctors. You appointed new authorities to do field testing, to go around the globe to just to make sure, just to secure that we wouldn't be hit by those diseases that were abroad so we wouldn't get hit, so we wouldn't be taken um, pretty much uh, as a hit. But then comes this fool. He gets in the office, and the first thing he does is he tries to take away everything this man had in place. But here's the crazy part. The people that he cut from CDC, the people he tried to knock down from CDC, the people that he tried to keep away from detecting this disease only opened this side to the disease. Granted, yes, yes, it was a young man who left um, here and went over abroad. And brought the disease back on this side. Now granted. Um, pretty much this disease has been in talk for a long, long time. In fact, China had a movie that came out in 2017 actually. And it ended up hitting YouTube of all places. And that's actually when I saw it. I saw it on YouTube. And once I saw that, I was like, what? Uh, what is this? Is that what this is? Is that is that where we're going right now? Is is this really? I said okay, okay, but it's YouTube. Like th this can't be real. This has to be a man-made movie. Like this has to be like completely so far-fetched and out of the spectrum of somebody's wild imagination. But no, no. In fact, have you been watching The Simpsons lately? Lately. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of The Simpsons. Maybe when I was a kid, uh, before it was taken from me, I couldn't watch it anymore. But a lot of things that they have predicted, a lot of things that they have projected in today's time are definitely coming more and more alarming because they are coming true. They are becoming exposed in a way that we never would have imagined. They predicted that Trump was going to win the election decades before even it even came up or before it could even before it would even surpass to come to pass. They have predicted it decades upon decades upon decades ago. So all I can say is, wow, that's all I can say is, wow. OK, now. I'm sorry, let me bypass the past to be the past because now we're in 2020 and <laughs> pretty much next year is 2021. We have to get past this, these sidelines. Like we literally 
poll voted, we really poll voted, extended, retracted. <laughs> we pretty much backtracked everything that we were trying to do in the first place. Instead of jumping in front of this disease, instead of jumping in front of testing, jumping in front of vaccines, jumping in front of the inevitable, we kind of slowly started doing that. Now we have it to where it's mandated, to where we have to wear a face mask. Hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah, we do. Like all the, pretty much all the people that were anti-mask, anti, um, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But lives are at risk. Your lives are at risk. How many people do we walk across or come across every day in life without mask on, without even the notion, where is my mask? Even if it's something we're going to have to carry on into 2021, 2022, 2023. The point is, at least we are already alert and forewarned. We already know now. So, my piece and tidbit on this, because this part of the podcast, I'm going to have to lay to rest. Because we have a new president now. Yes, we do. We have a new president now. I'm sorry. We have a new president now. And we have to give him every ounce of recognition, every ounce of potential um, embrace and heart that we possibly can. Yes, he was once our VP, but now he is our president. But we have a new VP, Miss Harris, Miss Harris. Yes, we're calling you Miss Harris. Thank you, Camilla Harris. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Kamala Harris. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, thank you so much, so much for stepping up to be on the front lines yet again. You did it for California. You did it for them. Now you're doing it for us. And we thank you and we appreciate you and we acknowledge you. So, with that tidbit being aside, I'm going to go ahead and segue into another part of the thoughts when it comes to right now TV and mainstream there are so many shows that are coming out new cooks new seasons not to mention that made from scratch on fuse that's what i'm talking about new cooks new um new season new different takes on the classic freshness that you make at home like even tonight, I made steak from scratch. Well, <laughs> steak and potatoes and peppers. Pretty much just off the top of the dome. Fresh off my mind. I was like, okay, well, I'm hungry. So I put two steaks in a pan. Then I added the butter. No, this is sweet. No, I have new butter now. It's, um, this butter is made from pretty much people that um pretty it's like vegan butter that's what it is thank you god it's vegan butter so it doesn't have the regular oil that you find in most butters it doesn't have the regular um mixed um ingredients that come from other butters that are still uh sell, sold in stores like betty crocker and 
Okay, so there's Betty Crocker. <laughs> Betty Crocker is the biggest one that I know, but besides Betty Crocker and Crisco, and yes, because Crisco has butter. Um, but this butter is pretty much, if you're a vegan, this butter is made specifically tailored to you guys. Now, am I a vegan? No. Will I ever become a vegan? I mean, the conversation came up once or twice in the past, but, uh, no, that's the answer to that. No. So, but I have considered it like for weight loss and health issues. Yes, I have considered it, but I've considered it, but I have not taken up the goal to try it. I have not taken up the precautions to take it seriously. I mean, in conversation, I can say it all day. I'll consider, I'll think about it, maybe, possibly. Uh, I'll consider it, but just because it's a consideration doesn't mean it's my consideration. Doesn't mean it's my choice to say right then at that moment, yes, I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to do it uh, this month. I'm going to do it within this year. No, because this year is almost out. We're in December now. My goddaughter is turning another age this year, especially this month. Oh, my God. So I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited for her. But in hindsight, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep it straight. I'm going to keep it all the way professional in the sense that because she's a young girl, she's a young. Well, no, she's not even a young lady at this point. She's still a child at this point. I'm trying my hardest to keep her that way. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But, you know, I mean, I'm just I'm just the god mom, so I can't force or push either way, but I know in hindsight that she's going to be an, an even more gorgeous young girl than she is right now. I know she's going to get older, and I know she's getting to that point to where as she gets older, she's going to be curious about things. She's going to be interested in certain things. And my job, my only job at this point is to make sure her eyes are on alert and aware to protect herself. Um, also, another show that's getting ready that's been on for a long time, but they had to take a break for a while. Amsterdam. If you haven't seen Amsterdam, you're missing out. But you can always binge watch later and recap the show. Also, if you're thinking about The Good Doctor... I highly recommend it. I mean, it's a series that has gone up and down, up and down, up and down. But it has it has pretty much built the mentality to hold on to their captive audience. It has built on to that pretty much... You feel proud watching that series. You don't want to miss a night watching that series. Especially even Chicago Med. You have to watch Chicago Med. You have to watch Chicago Med because they had um, a storm of changes that happened recently on that show. And they even shifted some of their actors from one line, front line and doctor to pretty much having to respond to an orderly who had to take control of the floor. So you can imagine being a doctor and now you have to answer and respond to an orderly. Yeah, <laughs> I, 
honestly, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure the change in that is not a swift change. And trust and believe, in this show, it wasn't a swift change. It's like watching ER. And when ER had that change, it was something that was dynamic because you were really looking at the doctors and you could see honestly where they lied mentally. I'm not talking about heart-wise. I'm talking mentally where they lied when it came to rank and when it came to that position, when it came to pretty much their titleship and ownership, which happens. And that's and that just comes about and just about anything, almost everything. And then, okay, so you have All Rise, Amsterdam, The Good Doctor. There are so many, so many good shows that are coming out, especially right now. Um, oh, The Unicorn. Heck yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The Unicorn. I, I mean, it's one show I can honestly say I cannot turn away from. At first, I thought I was going to be like, I'm over this. I'm done with this cast. I'm done with this um, whole hypocrisy. I'm, I'm so done with the melee of everything. But, no. It's hilarious. It's something that you get twisted up and caught up in. And you do not want it to end anytime soon. So, for me personally, I feel myself being a fan for the long haul. But, you know, that's just, I mean, I guess that's just me, maybe. I mean, I can't really say per se if um, everybody's on the same boat I'm on. But if you happen to be on the same boat that I'm on, I'll tell you right now, there is something about the family feud. I can't resist that show. I can't turn it off. I just want to keep it on. But I guess that's also just maybe me. <laughs> But if you happen to see or catch American Ninja Warrior or Shark Tank, I mean, these are shows that are on pretty much mainstream. And John Wark, ah, John Wark, it's just one of those things. And then, of course, you also have 20 years of Law and Order. You do not want to turn off 20 years of Law and Order. So it's definitely something that you get encased with, especially after 20 plus years, 20 plus years. Now, hold on. Let me just go ahead and set the tone. When it comes to Olivia Benson, her role, her place in the series, she's taken so many different forms. And there's a part of me that wanted her to keep those forms with Detective Stabler. Yeah, Detective Stabler. Her former um, go-to. Her former partner. And in fact, you know, she was so heartbroken when he left her. But she never stopped to acknowledge all the episodes, all the seasons. She walked out on him. It was almost as if, like, you crying? And... You, you crying? Because he decided he didn't want to come back to be your partner? Really? See? I mean, I'd love to say that's what you get, but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, for some reason, I really don't think that that's what it is. But, like I said, who, who knows? I don't know, but all I know is I always felt like she had a twisted side to her. 
that was waiting to come out, that was waiting to be bursted out. Because anytime they would talk about her father being a rapist and um, how the mother had her, but then they had a series, they had no, they had an episode in the series where it turns out the mother may possibly not have been raped at all. And that the man who didn't know she was, she was alive found out she was alive and was tracking every step she made. So either he knew that he conceived a child with the woman that he may or may not have raped or he was really a good man and he was probably going to be a good father. But then you also have to look into the fact that her brother, who ended up becoming a junkie, he ended up being caught up in just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, he ends up killing himself. So it's kind of just one of those things. Like watching the series, I just don't know what part I want to fall into. I don't know what part that I want to fall out of. But what I do know is, is that... Law and order, baby. 20 plus years. That, that's amazing. Beyond amazing. And I mean, okay. Olivia has had Miss Benson, Detective Benson. No, actually, Captain Benson. <laughs> no, Lieutenant Benson, who is technically in the captain position right now. Um, I feel like she was gunning for that position all along because no matter what happened, she never obeyed the captain over the squad anyway. She never, she was a detective, but she always went over the captain. She always did. It was like, no, that's not, that's not how that works. Olivia, uh-uh, uh-uh, you better backtrack. He's the captain, not you. But in between her melee and her ons and off agains with the other uh, detectives, it was like, what? Is she serious? But like I said, who knows? I know for a fact I don't know. But then she goes and starts messing around with the lawyers. The DAs of all people. She starts messing around with the DAs. She costs not one, but two DAs their jobs. And then the man from Internal Affairs, he was going to bend down on one knee. No, actually he did go on one knee to propose to her. She kept saying she wanted a baby. She kept saying she wanted um, a marriage. She kept saying she wanted that solid life. He was handing it to her on a silver platter, just like a woman to change her mind. Right when she's given everything she wants, she decides last minute she don't want it. She decides last minute she doesn't really have that in mind or she wants to switch it up. How it's going to be done, who's going to be done with. And it's like, what the frick is wrong with you? What the hell did he do that wasn't besides uh, pretty much perfection. He put his life on the line countless times to cover her and to protect her and to keep her safe. But it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So it's one of those things. It's like, how do you say, um, 
You're ungrateful. <laughs> how do you? I'm sorry. That's not a funny moment. But how do you say that? Like, how do you bust out and say, no, that, that wasn't the intent. That's not what you were trying to do. That's not what you were trying to showcase for um, young ladies to do or even be in the position to do. But because you did it, um, it's something that should be ignored. It's something that we should overlook. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I've been watching Law & Order most of my life, if not all of my life, because it went from originally it was Law & Order. Then it was Law & Order Criminal Intent. And then it was Law & Order SVU. And so, and then after that, it was, um, I think it was Law and Order Criminal Justice, I think it was, or, <sighs> that's what sucks, I don't, I, I've watched it so long, I don't even really remember the order it went in, but I do remember that part, and the stance that, it stemmed off originally, don't, no, 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 don't get me wrong, don't, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't get me wrong, Originally, it stemmed off from Homicide Life on the Streets. I remember that because when that show first came out, Eric Belzer played a detective on Homicide Life on the Streets. And I remember that character followed him from Homicide Life on the Streets to Law and Order, from Law and Order to Law and Order SVU. So technically, he has had decades worth the run with not only that name not only with that name that identity but with that character who he's had to grow with he's had to develop with he's had to mold himself in and out of so uh, I'm, I'm definitely in awe of that man definitely in awe plus he was in of course one of ultimately I don't know if you guys remember this but he was also and Scarface, he played the comic that was on stage during um, Tony Montana was in the booth. And he gets up, he's doing his comic bit. And of course, here come these drug cartel um, men start shooting up the club. And so he's on stage and he's doing his comic act. And yeah, so if you missed that part, go back and watch Scarface. It's that scene when they're at the club and Tony Montana is in the booth. And of course, it's like, what the hell? But of course, it's, it's only funny because Eric Belzer is literally like on stage and he's trying to tell his jokes and then... Here comes this um, goon. He starts shooting on one side of the club. He's shooting at one side of the club. So, of course, some people are running. Some people are screaming. But some people are getting down. But for the most part, it's like these goons are shooting particularly in one direction. And one direction only. So, yeah. <laughs> so, back to what I was saying before. Um, Law and Order has been on for 20 plus years and plus you have different episodes and shows that are coming out right now that are definitely what you need to be into and watching because for me it's Bobby Flay all day. It's beat Bobby Flay but there's a part of you that wants to be like ah, you don't really have to beat him that bad.
But beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> and then, of course, you also have to get into Guy Ferretti and get into his show because it's something about his car. Oh, my God, that muscle car, that baby right there. And then watching him go in and out from restaurant to restaurant, showcasing where these businesses started from the bottom pretty much up to the high peaks that they're reaching right now. But, of course, with COVID, a lot of places are shutting down. A lot of places are closing down. So a lot of things aren't in function or in high impact as they used to be. But... They, you do have some episodes where, of course, right now he can do a few shows, but he's not doing as much as he used to. And then, of course, you do have, um, Chop Champion. Um, now, of course, um, Top Chef is always going to be one of those shows because it's not just adults, but they also have Top Chefs where they're kids. But Top Chef, um, champions is always interesting because you have literally all of these chefs that come back together for that one prize, that top prize, that final prize that they're, um, rallying around and trying to compete up against for. So, I mean, I say it's worth it when it's worth it. I say, you know, especially when it happens, it happens type of situation. So, um, I'm all for it. Now, also, in that interim, in that melee, and all of that, um, I definitely have to say, um, <sighs> oh, brothers, property brothers. Okay, when it comes to property brothers, here's my thing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of conflicted because for them, what they do is they show over the budget, over the top budgets for people to consider before they tell them. It's $4 million. Or this one is $65,000. What? We, we only, we, we've only, we only have 35000 Like, okay, well, see, that's why with us, what we can do is we can take a fixer-upper and we can composite and make it and manipulate it to your standards. It's like, What? But, okay, so you show us a house that is above our reach, out of our range. But you want us to consider a house less than, less than what we set forth for our property value. Okay. Good deal. Good to know. Good to know. But not really. No. But they've been on season. I think they have, what, like Four, five seasons, possibly six seasons now. Plus, they're coming out with a new show that brings it all the way around. It's almost like if, okay, fine. If you watch anything on HDIY or anything on um, lifestyle or anything that is garnered to any time it comes to Pretty much anything that has anything to do with, um, I want to say buying land or coming across land. Because I've seen quite a few shows where it makes you seem and almost want to look at, um, yeah, okay, so you have HDMI and then you have DIY. 
So then you also have HGTV. Now, HGTV actually has, you know, the dream houses. Plus, right now, because it's Christmas time, you have little Christmas showdowns. You have the house hunters. Oh, also, right now, um, Khloe Kardashian is driving through pretty much California. And she's making her way looking at the lights that is being showcased by the houses, showcased by the homes. And then also you have to take an, um, an interest also into the fact that um, she's taking her daughter with her around to see these uh, fashion lights and all the abundance that comes with that. Now, see, for me, I can sit in the car and look at the lights and keep going. But for some people, they have to stop. They have to get out because they want to um, take in that experience. They want to take in that moment. But for me personally, it's almost to say, uh, not me, but I'll let you indulge. I'll let you go ahead and do it. I said, especially now, it's too brisk outside for me to go. To, it's too brisk outside for me to to even entertain something like that. But, uh, but that's just me. Yeah, just me.